0: All right, let me see what verse it says. uh, uh, Verse six, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? That's a good question. We're going to talk about answering that question. Verse seven, the sick man answered him. Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up and while I am going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. Excuse me, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in that place. Verse 14, afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you are well, sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father is working until now, and I am Working. Verse 18. Last one. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. That's an apologetic uh, portion there for you guys to understand. If anybody was to ever ask you, did Jesus ever claim to be God? And there is proof that Jesus is God at that time and now is because why did they kill him? The verse here uh, uh, amplifies that they were seeking all the more to kill him because not only was he breaking the Sabbath because he was Lord over the Sabbath, which is the day of rest. But he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal of God. Like my daughter right now is equal to me because she has my blood in her. The same is with the father and the son. But the thing let's get right into what I want to talk about. And that is, do you want to be healed? What are some different forms of sicknesses? Terminal, yes, Uh uh-huh. What else? You got mental sickness, you got emotional sickness, and of course, physical, right? A lot of people right now are completely unaware Of why they are sick. We also see in one of these verses when Jesus met that man after he healed him, he began to say, "Uh, Look at you, you're well. And what did he say after that? He said, Go sin no more. The reason why a lot of us are sick mentally, sick emotionally, sick physically is because there's some form of sin. Sin is the uh, um, actions, whether mental, emotional, physical, that is contrary to God's original way of living. It is a violation of the original order, right? And so the issue is a lot of people are either sick mentally, emotionally, physically, either because of their own sin or someone sinning against them that's setting them up to sin. And I'm going to kind of break these verse by verse so that you can kind of get some um, reasoning on why uh, people are sick. And one of the uh, reasons why people are sick is because of sin and also because of laziness. So we'll talk about that as well. Let's go back to verse one says after this, there was a feast <clears throat> of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, uh, a pool in Aramit called Bethesda, uh, Bethsaida, I think Be- Beth's Bethesda. that's right, which has five colonies in which lay multitude of invalids. That's another word we're going to look at invalids. But blind, lame, and paralyzed, one man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me in a pool when the water is stirred up and while I am going, another steps down. But before we get into that, let's break this down. So invalids are people who are not doing what they were validated to do. Like validation means that I am who I am, not because of my mom, not because of my dad, but because of God. So what validates me, what should assure me to be confident wherever I am is the fact that God loves me, that God created me and that God has gifted me with the ability with through the Holy Spirit, through salvation to be able to do things to help other people become valid. Right. But these people metaphorically can also uh, uh, um, paint a picture to us. How many of us are invalid when it comes to our true purpose? Some of you all right now are on a course of pursuing something that is completely contrary to your purpose, which will make you invalid. We'll kind of go through it again. It says for 38 years, this man was invalid. It says on these porches were blind people, lame people and paralyzed people. Let's break that down. An invalid person was someone that was blind. Do you know that everyone in this room can see, but some may can't see or some may not be able to see? What that means is this. There are some blind people physically who have more vision than some of us in this room. Some of us right now are unable to see tomorrow, unable to see the uh, optimistic opportunities. Many of us see our obstacles differently. One thing that I do every time I see an obstacle, I don't see them as obstacles. I see them as opportunities. But these invalids, which are, are present in our world today, are people who are blind, blind to their worth, blind to their purpose, blind to who they really are. And my question to you is, what, are you unable to see the obvious? It is obvious to you right now, what color is my shirt? What is, how obvious is it? What color is my shirt right now? Pink. Everyone can see that it's obvious that my shirt is pink, right? But imagine someone saying, I'm just joking, "Someone saying orange or blue." I'm messing with you. whoever said orange. I'm messing with you. But, but, but so many people are able to see the obvious, but cannot see the obvious, right? And, and it's unfortunate how many people are blind to their worth. What are some of the dangers of being blinded uh, or being blind to your your worth and value as a person? You seek others for validation. How, why is that dangerous to seek others for validation? <clears throat> they can control how you feel. And if they can control how you feel, they can control how you flow. And they can, if they can control how you flow, they can control your fruit. Let's break that down. So anyone that can control how I feel can control my flow. And whoever control my flow can control my fruit. Right. So right now you feel fruitful because you got that guy in your life. You got that girl in your life. You got that friends in your life. So you feeling real good because they're giving you that validation. But what happens when they no longer make you feel good? Now, I'm saying you're down here and now you're no longer flowing to bearing fruit. That's why God has to be your validation. He has to be the one that says, uh, do this for me. Don't do this for others, because even the person, person closest to you is still imperfect. Right now, some people are looking for that perfect person to say that perfect word to keep them perfectly flowing to bear fruit. But you can't trust others. So so many people are looking for validation from others, but others are not God enough to make you feel valid. Right. And so our validation must come from God, because if I accept his acceptance, I can't die from people's rejection. Because people are fickle. One day your mom, grandma, granddad, uh, uh, whoever, uncle, aunt, friend, whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, one day may no longer accept you. And if you seek their acceptance or are living off their acceptance, you will die from their rejection. That's why I have to receive... That I've been accepted by God. That God has adopted me as his son. He has adopted you as his daughter. So now that I feel acceptance from heaven, it doesn't matter who rejects me. I can still flow in what God has projected for me to do in my life. And so if you're blinded to what God wants you to do, but clearly see what other people want you to do, what happens when they're no longer in your view anymore? Because now you can't bear fruit no more. You've seen it. You can almost imagine right now the season of your life where you were the most fruitful. There's been plenty of seasons where I was like, man, I am the most fruitful. But like Peter off the boat, the moment I took my take my eyes off of God and take my 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 patterns or habits off of spiritual development, personal development and just sustaining in the obedience of the spirit of God. Then I began to sink. Then then my uh, fruit began to shrink because my focus has been off. But when your feelings are connected to the facts of who God is You will flow no matter who's in your life and you you will bear fruit no matter what storm crosses your life. I think there's a verse in Psalms that says because the tree was planted by rivers of water, the tree's fruit won't fade. Do you know there are certain trees right now? Certain trees, because they're planted by the rivers of water, their leaf does not fade and their fruit doesn't fade. Why? Because their roots is in the river. The river represents, like we talked about the well. The Bible talks about, when we talked about the woman at the well, that he says anybody who thirsts, if they drink of meat, they never thirst again. And so if I'm going to be a tree that doesn't wither, whose leaves don't fade, whose fruits don't fade, I have to make sure my roots are in the river. What are some examples of the roots of our lives? What are some roots in our lives right now that may be uh, not rooted in the river? Some extensions of us of uh, beneath us. <clears throat> like we talked about before, a lot of people focus on roots more than they do. They focus more on branches than they do the roots. What are examples of branches? Maybe we'll, we'll start there. What are some examples of some branches? Branches are examples of, what's up, fam? Thanks, man. A branch can be an example of career, relationships, friendships, uh, revenue streams. Those things extend off of us, and those branches, career path, revenue streams, friendships, relationships, They all bear fruit. But the fruit is no good if the roots are no good. Roots are examples of foundational things. That's character, values, principles, beliefs, right? Some examples of foundations. If my character's off, then my career is off. If my values are off, my relationship's fruit will be off. If my principles of life are not rooted in the river of God, then my friendships will be off. If my belief, self-belief or God belief is off, then it affects the branches. <clears throat> That's why <clears throat> I got to make sure that I'm in the river. Why? Why is, it more, why is the river beneath you more important than the rain above you? Why is river more important than rain when it comes to a tree? Plant it. Rain is not always guaranteed. Rain is not always guaranteed. Famine can occur. You know what I'm saying? People are looking more above hoping for God to make it rain versus being rooted in the river. Because if I'm rooted in the river, it doesn't matter if God reigns. God, people are waiting for God to give promotion People are waiting for God to bring relationships. People are waiting for God to bring the rain, rain on my revenue streams, rain on my business, rain on my ministry. Lord, rain on my life. And God said, why should I rain if you're not rooted in the river? Because rain is short lived. Rivers will always be there. And so if I'm not rooted in God, it doesn't matter how strong my branches are. The fruit will wither. So how's your character? Who are you when no one's watching? That's who you really are. Which Who you are when it's dark. Who you are when no one's watching? That's who you are. What are your values? What do you value most? Do you value the things of God most? Or do you value how the world values things? What are your principles? What do you stand on? What are your beliefs? Because if I'm looking for validation from the rain, if I'm looking for validation from other people, but I don't find myself rooted in the river, then what happens when famine comes? The Bible says when a tree is planted by the rivers of water, its leaf won't fade. Do you know there's people who's going through tough times right now? Skin still glowing, smile still bright, hair still looking good, confidence still high. That's what God wants. So when people look at you, you ever seen a time right now? You ever see all them trees back there or have no leaves, right? They're, they're bare. But you see them evergreens? The evergreens still green right now. It's a different kind of tree. Trees by rivers, different kind of trees. So when people walk by your life and they're like, man, but your family just went through hell, uh, uh, that your situation is not uh, in comparison to what you're expressing, then people will ask you, how are you still happy right now? How are you still a joyful person right now? How are you still able to have vision? How are you able uh, to not be lame, Not not only lame in life, but lame physically? And, and, and how are you able to, to do all these different things <clears throat> when I, obviously we're all in famine? Obviously, <clears throat> like right now, people will say, uh, I saw a meme uh, that said, and uh, it's true, that when, when um, the world economically is going bad and there's a lot of bad things happen, that's the, that's the best time to become wealthy. Those who can see opportunities of success when everybody else sees obstacles, they, those people actually overcome. So the Bible says in verse 5, one man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. Let's go up. And these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame. There are people who are lame right now. Not only lame <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a personal sense, but lame as far as they can't walk. How many people right now are lame? Alas, uh, is paralyzed. They can't move. Uh, one man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. Imagine being by this pool <clears throat> for 38 years. Angels are coming and still doing miracles and you still didn't take advantage of the opportunity. Verse six, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time. And God is looking at you right now, even at 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. He's looking at you right now and saying, how long will you lie there? How long? The reason why people are not healed is because they're lazy. I don't want to walk. I don't want to get up. <clears throat> they, they're victims. And when you are a victim, you cannot be victorious. How does victimization cripple people? How does being a victim cripple people? Or what are some examples of a person with a victim mentality leading them to be crippled and not being healed in their own lives? Say it again, you always what could or do. Yeah. We'll start with there. So the reason why people feel victim <clears throat> uh, victimized... Because they focused on what how they've been wronged... Versus how they can make that wrong or right. And one of the biggest things... That i probably talk about some other time... Is self-awareness. <clears throat> Excuse me. The reason why people are not healed is because they're not self-aware. Like, the reason why you were wronged because it's to some degree, you did wrong. For example, you knew that that guy was wrong for you. You knew that girl wasn't good for you. You knew those friends were not good for you. And then when those people did you wrong after your decision, then you focus more on the people that wronged you versus what you did wrong to get wronged. And some people were wronged, like molested, right? They were wronged and, it, and they didn't put themselves in that position. Doesn't matter what you have gone through, you can still find victory in something that was meant to victimize you, right? And so a lot of people make excuses <clears throat> on the reason why they're not successful, because somebody wronged them. But this man was invalid for 38 years when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time. Back to what I was saying. Some of you all have been wronged, were wronged at 11 years old. Some of you all were wronged at 12 Some of you all were wronged at seven. Some of y'all, for those who are listening right now on YouTube, you might have been wronged at 30 years old, 25, 22 years old. It doesn't matter when you were wronged. God was, Jesus was wronged for you so that you can see the right in you. He was wronged. All of us were meant to be on that cross. All of us were guilty. All of us were supposed to die that death. But he died the death that I was supposed to die and you were supposed to die so that you can live the life he was supposed to live. The Bible says we are joint heirs. We are heirs and joint heirs of Christ. That means we walk in dominion. We walk as if Christ walked. We have the ability to do what he did. And even the Bible said, Jesus says, greater works you will do. You got to be some type of bold to say, hey, because I live, you can face tomorrow. And because of what I did, all the things I've done, you can do. Imagine knowing that you can walk on water. Knowing, imagine knowing that you can heal the sick and raise the dead. Knowing when you know that and, versus being victimized, then you'll be, uh, how can I find victory in this situation? It doesn't matter when you were wronged. All of you are, are old enough and have heard the gospel enough, have heard preaching sermons, teachings long enough to begin to say, OK, I can no longer make excuses on why I've been sitting here by this same heartbreak for two years. Some of you all, some people right now are still sitting by what their dad didn't do or did do, mom did do or didn't do, what a friend did do or didn't do, and you've been lying on that pool, lying on that porch for a long time. The issue is we've been on the porch when we should be in the pool. Your pool represents that place of success. That place of healing. Like, how can you really pull things into your life if you're not in the pool of life, the river of life, the the, the wellspring of life, right? How can you pull those different things in if you're on the porch? So this man has been invalid, making excuses, been on the porch for years. See, the angels didn't stir the porch. The angels didn't touch the porch for people to get healed. The angels said, I'm going to touch the pool. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, and Jesus always asked a question. <laughs> Why do you think he asked questions? What is the purpose of asking someone a question besides the obvious? I'm talking about in this context here. Jesus asked him a question, or Jesus would ask a question. You see it throughout the Gospels many times. He asked questions to see, not for him to see, because he's all knowing. But for you to see what you have in your heart, he asked him a question. Saying, do you re- do you really want to be healed? I told someone other day, I was like, man, if you really like a person was telling me, um, oh, I don't want to be with this person Oh, I don't want to be in a situation right now. I said, if you didn't want to be in it, you won't be in it. No, nah, nah, I don't want to be in it. No, you want it. <laughs> you want him. You want her. You want this. Because if you didn't want it, you would be disgusted by it. Like I give an example by the honey buns. It don't matter how often publics have those honey buns by self-checkout. I don't want them. Your grandma, Chris, was trying to force Krispy Kreme to me. I said, no, I don't want no Krispy Kreme. You're talking to a guy who loved Krispy Kreme. And she was like, you sure you don't want a, a six cream? Don't want No, ma'am. And she said, Well, do your wife want some? Yeah, just give us two. Just give us two. I ain't going to eat it. But if you give me seven of them in my house. See, the thing is, I can dibble and dabble at y'all's house. But if it's in my house, I'm going to eat seven of them. So I don't No, 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 no. Don't bring them to the house. Nah, give, give us two. I'm going to give those two to my wife. But if you give me eight donuts, I'm, I'm not that strong. <laughs> You can be strong all day. You have to have self-awareness to say, I'm not that strong. If there's a pretty woman that looks like my wife, built like my wife in this room, and I'm in this room by myself where that door's open and I'm running because I ain't that strong. The moment you think you can stand, the Bible says, take heed lest you fall. Nobody's that strong to be in certain environments. So why would I bring those donuts to my house knowing my spouse ain't going to eat all them donuts? And who's going to feel... Who had a poverty mentality? Poverty mentality was this. Man, eat everything on that plate. Don't waste anything. <laughs> so I'm still being healed from the poverty. So if you bring it to my house, I go, man, Who going to... I got to clean these donuts up, man. I just can't throw these good Krispy Kreme, these golden circles in the trash can. I can't get rid of these delectable, delightful things. I can't get rid of them like that. I, I, I have to eat them. It's my debt to society. Man, I just can't... I can't waste these donuts. Either way... You have to be self aware. Like, you gotta know where you are. You gotta say, hey, man, you can't be like Joseph and be in Potiphar's house when Potiphar ain't there. (laughs) People look at Potiphar's wife like she was the wrong. Joseph should have had enough comments and say, you know what? Women don't just hit on you one time. She been wanted Joseph. (laughs) Joseph should have known that that woman been wanted him. And the thing is, he ran too late. Either way is what I'm saying is you have to have enough self-awareness to say, you know what? Do I really want to be healed? Do I really want to be pure with my life? Do I really want to wait till marriage? Do I really want to pursue my purpose? Do I really want to be as great as God want me to be? And if you're not on that path, you really don't want it. This is January what? January 17th. How many people wanted to be healthy? Everybody start New Year's resolutions, right? And those things, their, their resolutions from three years ago haven't been resolved. <laughs> they haven't even resolved 2019 resolutions. What makes you think they're gonna resolve or resolute uh, 2023's revolution? Not revolution, <laughs> resolutions. So do you really wanna be here? What is that emotional wound? And some of you are, I understand, y'all, some of y'all are too young to process certain wounds, and I understand that. There are some things you guys are going through right now that you guys are not physically Mentally or emotionally able to withstand, but you have to have enough self-awareness to say, you know what, God, I need your help. Do you want to be healed? Verse seven, the sick man answered him. Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool (laughs) when the water is stirred up and while I am going, another steps down before me. Oh, Jesus, like man, you've been here 38 years. You couldn't roll closer each year. You couldn't use your elbows, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, like if you really wanted to be healed, you wouldn't be here for 38 years. <laughs> but, but Jesus, uh, I have no one to put me in a pool. Man, you can't if you wait for if you wait for people to put you in a pool, you'll never be in a pool. They also say if you wait for perfect conditions to get anything done, you won't get anything done. Sometimes the best conditions are not the perfect one. Like, like, oh, it would have been great to have a perfect home. Or it would have been great to have a perfect this or a perfect that or a perfect that. But if you wait for the perfect conditions to happen, you will never get anything done. So he was making excuses. I have no one to put me in a pool. Who cares if you have a mentor or not? Who cares if you have a dad or not? Who cares if you, don't have, if you have a mom or not? Who cares if you have a friend or not? It don't matter if you wait for someone to put you in a pool, but you're not willing to roll into the pool, then you will never find your your healing. And so what excuses are you making right now? What are those excuses where you say, hey man, I'm just waiting for my dad to tell me he loves me. I'm waiting for my mom to actually recognize me. I'm waiting on a mentor. I'm waiting on a billion dollars. If you keep waiting versus rolling into the pool, then see the angel stirred the pool. Like when you stir the gift, The pool will be stirred. That's powerful. The Bible says stir the gift. Your gift is what you're called to do. What happens when you um, don't stir the oatmeal on the pot or don't stir the rice on the pot? What happens? It burns at the bottom. bottom. We're burnt on the bottom because we're not stirring the gift. If I don't stir the cake mix, I'm just going to be sitting there looking at brown and and I'm just going to be looking at stuff that's not stirred. Like, you have to stir it so it can be everywhere. And if you don't take the time to stir the gift and say, God, okay, I'm going to take advantage of the gift that you have placed in me. I'm going to stir that writing gift. I'm going to stir that speaking gift. I'm going to stir that art gift. I'm going to stir that engineering gift. I'm going to stir it. What are some ways you can stir a gift? Give me some examples of how you can stir a gift. You can give me an example of a gift and you can give me an example of how you stir it. Any gift. It can be any gift. Yeah, so if you want to continue your athleticism, you have to stir. Now, do you only stir that gift? Because if you only stir that, what about stirring the other things around that? For instance, John ja Morant, no, I'm going to pick somebody else, um, who had crazy athleticism, Derek Rose. lost athleticism, and now is ineffective. Derrick Rose, right? Jumped out the gym. But what happens when the athleticism go away? For instance, all athletes, if they only stir their athleticism... If they only stir the gift of, of hooping, whatever it is, then what happens if they don't stir the mental gifts? The Bible, not the Bible, people talk about all the, all the time how there are people right now who made millions upon millions of dollars and are broken in you. <laughs> what I mean, broken in you, I ain't talking about. They have, have just the as much money as you do right now, right? That's crazy. To have half a billion dollars, to have a hundred million dollars, have 20 to even have a million dollars, and you live in paycheck to paycheck. So, stirring the gift means, I right, God, I'm not just gonna stir. Uh, uh. okay, let's think about this I'll give you an example. What are some ingredients needed to make a cake? Eggs, Eggs. what else? Flour, Flour. yep, Pasting. you said pasta. Oh, (laughs) frosting! I'm like, hey, what kind of cake. Italian Italian cake. All types of of ingredients to bake a cake, ingredients to make a lasagna, ingredients to make a casserole. Now, imagine a person who wants to make a cake, only stir the flour. Are you going to have a cake if you only stir the flour? What you have to mix in that bowl to make a cake? You have to add eggs. You have to add whatever else. Imagine someone saying, you know what, you know what really be good right now. Imagine me going home and my, my wife said, babe, can you make some spaghetti? I said, all right, babe, I got you. I go downstairs. All I had to stir was the pasta. It's done, babe. Where's the sauce? <laughs> where's the ground beef? Where's the little green things? Where's, this, where's, where's that? I just stirred the... P- That's how many of us look. The pot is the, the totality of our gifting, our purpose. There's different ingredients that you have to stir in that in order to see that. And a lot of us are just stirring one gift. Athleticism, some of us ain't stirring no gift, and you got a pot on a stove with no water burning the pot. If I stirred a gift, I will eventually be in a stirred pool. A stirred pool is Synergy. What's the power of synergy? Do y'all know what synergy is? I think I said it's in economics more than I said it's in front of y'all. What is synergy? Working energy. Hmm? Working energy. Working energy? In what way? I got you. Go ahead, go ahead, Miles, yeah. No, 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 in a good way. It's a good way. It's okay, it's okay. Appreciate you answering. Synergy is when, uh, let's see, Sonala, right? You have an idea. You come to my office. I give you some brainstorm <clears throat> opportunity. I, I give you some insight. To, all of a sudden, now you're going to be like, now when my energy of consultation, my energy of coaching mixes with your creativity, it creates synergy. It creates when my energy connects with your energy and it sparks an idea, that's synergy. That's why you got to surround yourself with people that create sparks. People that say, you know what? Stir me. Bible says iron does what? Sharp as iron. Like, like, do you want to be a dull knife or do you want to be a sharp knife? Think about it. A dull knife can only cut what? Bread. Butter. Butter. You can cut bread. You can try to cut something with it, but you're going to be frustrated because it ain't sharp enough. You want to, in order to live a life less frustrated, you have to be sharp. So if I know I'm sharp and I'm, and I'm, and I'm good at what I do, that's less frustration. You ever been in a basketball game? Or you've been on the football field and you're out of shape, you're frustrated. You ever been on the basketball court and your mind's somewhere else and it's not in the game, you're frustrated. Frustration comes when you're not mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually sharp. So I gotta stir my gift so I can be sharpened. God sharpen me, add more ingredients to me. I gotta stir my I gotta stir my speaking gift. I gotta stir that speaking gift with my writing gift. And when I start that speaking and writing gift with my entrepreneurship gift, and when I start that entrepreneurship gift, gift with the, with the uh, speaking gift and the writing gift, and I start with the consultation gift, then someone's going to gift me, because then I will bake a cake that I can sell. So when I stir my gift and I stir everything with it, then I have something to offer somebody, and then I can make money off of that gift. This man made excuses. Sitting by the pool for 38 years. That means even though he got healed, he still wasted 38 years. Great. You got healed. Yay. You're married. Yay. You, you got kids. Hey, but man, how many years have you wasted? Many of you all right now and many people, period, are practicing wasteful habits. Right now is the person you with or the things you're doing right now or the the things you practice, is that going to benefit you 20 years from now? This man made an excuse. I I love that. The sick man. The Bible is, the Bible can be petty. The petty Bible said the sick man. When the Bible talks about the genealogies, (laughs) the Bible's so truthful and so real that when it got down to Bathsheba, it says Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah. (laughs) The Bible, David been dead many books ago and the Bible in Matthew still says Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah. So the Bible said this sick man (laughs) answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool. When the water is stirred, where there's synergy, my energy is not in the pool, God. And while I'm going, another steps down. How are you going to let somebody else get what's for you? How can you sit back and watch that person outwork you, outsmart you? Success is not given. Is the NBA handed to you? Is the NFL handed to you? Is your career job gonna be handed to you? Is the WNBA gonna be, no matter what it is that you want to do in life, it is not going to be handed to you. You have to be healed to hold. Like, like there's so many people who who have made it to the league, but they're sick, sick mentally. That one guy was so sick that when he went to San Antonio, played, was up, about to be up under one of the greatest coaches of all time, but had a lust issue, was showing himself to the different women at the job, lost an opportunity because he wasn't healed mentally. Had the opportunity, but couldn't hold the opportunity. You have to be healed to have, and you have to have to hold. And if you don't know how to have, that's why poor people stay poor. Broke people stay broke because they don't know how to have anything. As soon as you get $100, I got to spend all of it. Nah, just let's just give 10% away, spend 20%, save the other 70. Different mentality, right? So this man obviously had a sick mentality that affected his sick life. Because many people have so many excuses that's keeping them from executing in their purpose. For time's sake, we'll, we'll finish. We'll wrap it up. And while I am going another steps down before me, man, I refuse. Man, listen. <clears throat> that one time, my wife I almost lost her. There was a thought in the back of my mind. I don't ever told you. I don't think I told you the story. I remember when um, I was halted between two opinions, two girls, and I said, "Man, if I go, I could go this way, and my life will look like this. Or I can go my wife's way, and my wife, why well, my life will look like this." And while we was at, um, I forgot where we was at. We was outside of a parking lot. After I done preached that day, I said, you know what? I got to tell you how I feel before someone else tell you. And when I told my wife the truth about my feelings for someone else, she took my hoodie off, which was my unplugged. She took my hoodie off and hit me in the face twice. I dodged once. She hit me once. She got in her car and drove to her apartment. I got in my car, drove behind her. I got to that house. And when I saw her crying because I hurt her, I said, you know what? I don't want my I don't want to hurt her and then watch somebody else have her. God, don't mind. Because imagine me going to the same church we go to. She over there beside another man. <clears throat> because I hurt her, someone else has her. When I saw that I have this opportunity to make it right with her, I said, "Listen, I got whoever she is, she got to go." Because I don't I don't care about somebody else having her. But I care about someone having this one, right? And so then there was something in me that says, you know, no, 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 no. I'm going to get in this pool. Me and you are going to get in the pool together, girl. No, 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 no. I can't watch you at the pool with somebody else and I'm out there looking out the window like a Squidworth watching Patrick and SpongeBob having a good time. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to watch her and having a, in a pool with somebody else smiling, splashing, flirting. no, 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 no. I'm in the pool with you, girl. I'm in the pool with you, God. God, I'm in the pool. I'm in the pool. I'm in the pool. Stir the pool, God, because God is not going to stir the porch. He's going to stir the pool. And so at that moment, right now, I'm still practicing habits to make sure I keep having her. It doesn't matter the other girls over there sitting by the pool. It doesn't matter the big jugglies jumping in the pool and she getting flipped in. It don't matter. I'm in a pool with mine. Y'all understand that one day. Some of y'all, I got got a few guys' attention right now. I'm in the pool too, (laughs) Mr. Anyway, while I am going another steps down before me, Jesus said this, and I'll stop here. Get up, take up your bed, and walk. The guy wanted to walk, but you can't walk if you can't get up. You have to get up to walk. Jesus said, get up, man. We said another video, not a video, another uh, message. We said uh, um, something about uh, lift up your heads for the harvest is right. In order to rise up, you got to raise your head. In order uh, to walk, you got to get up. You got to get up out of the emotional situation. You got to get up out of that physical situation. You got to get up. You got to get out of that mentally. You got to get out of it emotionally. And you got to take up your bed. Like, listen, man, I ain't going to lie here anymore. I'm going to take up my bed. I'm going to take up what I've been laying down on. I'm going to take up my writing skills. I'm going to take up, uh, because if I really want to rest, I got to make these things my best. Like, like I can rest good now because I know my nine books are making money for me. I can rest good now because my YouTube channel's making money. I can rest now. Instead of lying on my gift... And lying to other people about my gift. You know, people be posting stuff on Instagram, posting stuff on Facebook, posting all that stuff. And we know the truth. <laughs> it's funny. And when kids kids are post to post a picture of them in the game, but they only been in the game for 30 seconds. We know the truth. Everybody else, on ain't no knocking anybody on here, we're just talking about anybody, period. Then all of a sudden we look and we be like, bruh, you just got in. You posted like you dropped 30. Get up, take up your bed, take up what you've been lying on, taking up what you've been lying to other people about and make it truthful and walk towards your purpose. Verse eight, verse nine. And at once the man was healed at once. Do you know that you if you are if you become spiritually healed, mentally healed, emotionally healed, you'll be physically healed. Do you know most diseases is because of stress and depression? Sadness, do you know at once you can be healed right now If you change your mindset, right now Your life, you still still don't got no money Your business still ain't taking off Your ideas ain't taking off, but you're healed mentally At once you're healed Because once you accept Christ in your life At once you're healed Once you accept Christ, allow the Holy Spirit to renew your mind At once you're healed Once you're emotionally stable Because you trust God's timing, you're at once healed Then over time you begin to see The physical manifestation of it And this man took up his bed and walked. My question to you is, do you want to be healed? Because your actions prove if you truly want to. Any questions, thoughts, comments? All right, we're good.